If I could just have, if I could just be serious for a moment, please. Ooh, if I could be serious for a moment, my name's Dylan Gott. How serious was that? That wasn't even a joke, John. Oh! That's John Hastings. That's right. Guess I'm your fucking, I'm your 128 kilograms and below champion. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking. Oh, yeah. We're talking about. I forgot that they added that. Oh, my God. That This was the best part of Landstorm. Landstorm's Team Canada was the best Canada versus America gimmick ever. He had all of the energy of a Canadian dad. We're talking about Lance Storm, a man who is everything that you want from Sarnia, Ontario, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He was weirdly, his Canadian gimmick was like the mid-card version of Bret Hart because Bret Hart was what Lance Storm was making fun of. Yeah, Bret, well, Bret, no, Bret Hart is the I have sex version of Lance Storm. Lance Storm... <laughs> that would involve me taking more Lance than one Storm shower. It's just training. Yeah, exactly. I don't show my chest to anyone, even if they say I love like, you. Like I'm on. I if you think that I researched this, uh, all I did was read every part of Lance Storm's website. I'm like he's got bookmarks on his website still. Just literally books. He a book he liked reading. It's called Cold in July. Joe R. Lansdale. It's called um, Cold in July. Um, he, he's one of those guys where if you grew up with Lance Storm, you were like, oh, this guy's pretty good. But then you grow up and Lance Storm becomes one of your favorite wrestlers because he's like one of the only guys you can point to and be like, see, some of them just go bald and uh, land on their feet. Do you think that I'm on? Well, let me ask you this about Lance Storm. Do you think he has a recommendations page on his website? Because he does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. And let me tell you, you can. It, it's all books. Let me say this about right. The idea that Lance Storm and Chris Jericho are friends. Because here's the thing: I know Lance Storm was the reasonable one in that relation, in that friendship. Like Chris Jericho is literally like, man, these fucking elites are making adrenochrome, and then. Um, Lance is just like, actually, that's not possible. That's just a Danish drug, Chris. You need to stop reading unsighted sources on the internet. Maybe it's time for you to dust off your library card. I always found the Dewey Decimal System so relaxed. So many numbers acting as so many letters. It's a symphony. Yeah. Chris Jericho, the uh, the perfect way to sum up Chris Jericho and Lance Storm, I think, is Lance Storm reads books. Chris Jericho writes books. How many books have I read? Four. How many books have I written? Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. All of them are about my fucking chest, too. <laughs> Here's a different part of my uh, life where I found out that the truth is a lie, bro. Sick. Chris Jericho. Jericho. Um, StormWrestling.com, by the way. The gym looks amazing. It's got so many different banners from the Attitude Era, WWF. It's ridiculous. As we talk about later on the uh, post-show, the last one I didn't talk about at all because um, I got once again bored. Well, I yeah, I recorded it. I record the post-shows before, which is a good strategy. That John. sounds about so, right. That sounds about that sounds about right for this program. <laughs> That's on brand. But um, yeah. we talk about it with K. Trevor Wilson, who's uh, on Letterkenny, and uh, he talks about how Lance Storm's great legacy is him being a trainer. And Landstorm definitely is that type of dude where it's like he was a good wrestler, but he's a great trainer because he knows how to do everything perfectly. But it's just in the late 90s when you had this glut of it was a perfect mixture of people who were hyper competent and insane people. 
And uh, he was definitely more along the hyper-competent thing. And, uh, like, all right, Rob Van Dam is a great wrestler, and I think he's better than Lance Storm, ostensibly. But Lance Storm I would much rather learn from because RVD be like, yeah, you can do a backflip, but can you do a backflip while texting a girl that's underage, bro? Let me say this right now. I don't want to say it right now. I hope you're ready for this. Are you ready for this? Mm. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I bet you that of all of the wrestlers that have ever existed, Lance Storm is actually the most normal man, and that should be his lasting legacy, but wrestling is so weird that he seems like the freak show, even though he's a regular human. Well, let's go. All right, we could talk about him chronologically now. Nice. Lance Storm actually got into wrestling because, and what, all right, so how... What's the most normal way you could get into wrestling? You have though? a rat tail and you're walking around Calgary and you're very cold. And someone just goes, uh, that old fuck over there is just looking for someone to hurt. And then Lance is just like, well, he can't hurt me. I'm significantly younger than him. And that's the rules. <laughs> and then someone's like, Lance, do you have Asperger's? And he goes, uh, I would have, but my dad heard that and was giggling too much. So actually, he's from North Bay, Ontario. Oh, God. Originally. Cool. So a place that's Calgary has too much um, Calgary has too much personality. So he's from North Bay, a place that was named in four seconds. North Bay. We're done here. <laughs> I I founded this town and even I'm going to leave. Yeah, yeah. North What's bay. the name of this bay? I don't know. It's north of something interesting. There we go. I'm the guy who named Yellow Mustard. I name towns all the time. North Bay, West Let Lake. me explain Boom. to you how annoying Canadians are, and this is just because I was just talking to a friend of mine. If she just got offered a job. She's working at a Canadian company, and she's like, I'm sure you've heard of this. And then she went on to explain something that would only exist in Canada, and I was like, no, it's a Canadian company. And she went, no, I don't think it is. I don't think com Canada has companies. Uh, and then I had to Google it, and I was like, founded in Toronto 20 years ago. I bring that up because Lance Storm is exactly... Lance Storm would be like a ironic comedy character if he was an American wrestler. But in Canada, it's like that quiet man will sit quietly and just talks about the thing he likes to the one person he's determined that likes talking about it, Lance Storm. <laughs> Lance Storm just looks like every gym teacher character off of a cartoon. I also will say this. Lance Storm is a better wrestler than Rob Van Dam. He's actually a better wrestler than Rob Van Dam. He's a better wrestler, but like there's a certain thing. That's what I was getting at. No like charisma. He literally has no charisma. But when that was funneled into his WCW character, it was the greatest. It was the most watchable thing on WCW and one of the more watchable things in wrestling. Like, it was so enjoyable. If I could be serious for a moment, please. And, like, because it was actually funny and entertaining in a time when wrestling was like, uh, all right, it's time, it's time for the uh, who's going to drink come um, match. Um, in the cum room and it's and it's just being filmed on a camcorder for vince russo the cum room <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's a hastings family staple the cum room. Like, that's what like the attitude here like there was no, like the, the the amount of subtlety was like that wrestler okay we got a black guy his name is black is guy black and he's covered in his own skin like there's no there was no thought there was no nuance like it was literally like the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. What is that? Oh, it's a club you join when you kiss that man's ass. Like, there was no nuance. As Enemy of the Podcast would say, Graham Kay, uh, that's the white trash era of wrestling, and he enjoyed the cartoon era. And Lance Storm definitely was a weird 
like actually that character would work at any time, but it worked specifically in WCW because you're right. It's like uh, Lance Storm, whose character is that he's serious and he wants to wrestle you, versus Mike Awesome, the fat chick thriller. Look at this, I like these. Fat and they're chicks. in the same. They were on the same pro. Like one of those things followed the other. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. And the subtlety of like exactly you said off the top, like having making everything metric just to be annoying. Perfect stuff. But he stuck. But he started wrestling in the most normal way I've ever heard. He enjoyed wrestling. So what did he do? He had his uh, him and his stepfather discussed it. And then he placed a call to the WWF. And Jack Tunney said, well, if you want to be a wrestler, you have to have an amateur background. And uh, Lance Storm, who was, of course, of course, reading the dirt sheets at that time, uh, said, that's lying. He's That's a lie. He's lying. And then his stepdad called Jack Tunney back demanding satisfaction Goddamn right now that's a fucking canadian <laughs> i like the idea it's like wait a minute that man lied to me i don't care if he's the president of the goddamn united states you have to lance you have to answer for this if my name isn't steve storm yeah hello is this mr tunny and i use mr in quotation marks this is rod storm i would like to know what horse you rode into town on sir because i'll tell you that horse needs to be washed because it contained a liar <laughs> yeah the guy who's like uh well rod actually it's acting so i'm pretending lying you're yeah, lying that's a liar the men on screen are lying to me why what I i'll i never forget when i was on an airplane with one marlon brando and i alerted the police a mob boss was on the plane only to discover that 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 show the godfather wasn't telling truths <laughs> why would he why would you spend so much money to see a lie? If you want to see a lie, you just go to one of the little children who I then slap to death. Yeah, if I wanted to see a lie, I'd ask my wife where she was on Saturday night, coming back smelling of perfume. Man perfume. My wife came back and her old crotch smelled like bleach. She said that she fell in the laundromat, but I know it was jism, Mr. Tunney. <laughs> Mr. Tunney, it's me, Lance's dad. You're my closest confidant, because I know you're a liar, so no one will believe what you say. My wife's made a cuckold of me, sir. Luckily, I enjoy it. I've passed my cuckoldness on to Lance, who I, I demand watch me make love. That's why he's so quiet around people. <laughs> How do you teach sex ed? You, of course, make love to your beautiful wife in front of your son. And if that is in any way weird, then my name isn't Rod Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to point out, by the way, Lance... His real name is Lance Timothy Evers, but I choose to believe, as does Dylan, that Evers is the fake name and Lance Storm is his real name. I do believe that his him, once he said, uh, family, I have something to alert you to, I have to wrestle under a different name. They do not want me to wrestle under Evers. It has to be Storm. His whole family went, we will make the sacrifice and in, changed in perpetuity every single person they'd ever been related to to Storm. I think you're 100% correct. He started wrestling in 1990. He was training with Chris Jericho. Um, they caught um, their first big break. It was Smoky Mountain, probably. Oh, no. Where did they train, John? Oh, they trained in the dungeon, baby. Lane Storm is probably the last one of... Well, go ahead. Not in the dungeon. The Hart Family Wrestling Camp, which was just some dude... This is the This is the beginning of the triangle scheme as it were the pyramid scheme the hey first of all you're in the heart wrestling school the first thing you got to learn about wrestling is you got to sell these knives to your friends buy all <laughs> you buy the knives up front and then resell them you'll make a ton of money all that happened was it was a it was a school um that was run by a guy who had been trained by keith hart 
And Lance said that Stu is in a wheelchair at this point, so he didn't get stretched or anything. There was just one day Keith Hart came in, beat the shit out of all of them, and then they just kind of learned. But he said it was like a hyper-confident style of wrestling. They just learned exactly what wrestling moves to do. But just being stretched by Keith Hart is so funny to me, where Keith Hart is also going to be like, all right, I stretched to you, owe me 20 bucks. In addition to the class? Yeah, you owe me money. That was part of the dungeon. Yeah, I see. I think that that's all correct. I stand by all of that. Can you imagine going, that's like being like, I worked with a De Niro. Robert De Niro? Pete. Gregory De Niro. Yeah, he does, uh, he, just a coincidence. He's not an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please welcome to, the, uh, yeah, and please welcome to the ring now, the guy who trained Lance Storm. His name is Bill, and he's got a drawer full of knives and pennies. <laughs> you stick your hand in, if you get stabbed, that's a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, but also a good thing. <laughs> Paid is good. Mm. So they go to Smoky Mountain. Um, their first big break, or at least, uh, was Japan. They both went to Japan. Oh my God! Then of course landed Smoky Mountain as the thrill seekers for less than a now year. Now they landed. So they landed there. They. I watched the um, Apre videos with Mike Lawrence. They were so cringe and disgusting. They were gross. The um, they considered them like riding horses, hanging out, being cool dudes. Like, that's what it was, basically. Like, it was just like, yeah, check out these sexy people being so sexy. That's this man. Like, it was ridiculous. It's very funny, though, that Jim Cornette came down on the dynamic dudes and was like, that was stupid. I'm going to do the exact same thing, but just with a different name. Um, yeah, it was very funny. Is the dynamic dudes were basically the thrill seekers were the rock and roll express if Jim Cornette had been in charge. Yeah, because he doesn't like rock and roll. He just likes fucking in public. Just, I, just like the, I just like how they treated those women. That's what he... How about this? How about this? How about we call the team Please Fuck My Wife? Alright, here's the team. Chris, you full yogurt in my wife's cooter, while Lance, you just talk to me about Stu Hart's <laughs> uh, various triangle lock. How about this, Lance? You take care of my dog, and Chris Jericho, you fuck my wife in a me mask. <laughs> oh, God. The me mask is the worst thing I've ever heard about. How about this? Halloween, we dress up as each other, me and my wife. We dress up as me, and then uh, whichever one you fuck, that's Please fun for me. Please stop calling it ever a me mask. Stop calling it ever. Yeah, stop saying nice. me mask. That's the height of insults, by the way. That's when you say what the other person said in the same voice back to them. Truly the pinnacle of comedy. Um, Lance Storm, I would say not a good man. Did you know Lance Storm? Uh, he's the guy that killed Bruiser Brody before he got started in wrestling. I did know that. I did know that Lance Storm got all of his evil out before he joined wrestling. Like He was noted for his, in his high school for just throwing chalk at the kids that had um, developmental problems. That was Lance Storm's move, but then he got, it, then he got into wrestling and, they were, and he was like, I better tone it down. These are the, where the real bullies are. I can't excel. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've phased out bullying, and now I'm just a professional wrestler. Mm, Ole Anderson's just yelling the N-word, but he's doing it on tape so he doesn't <laughs> blow his throat out. Yeah, he, yeah. Just want, he, do, he wants to be racist, but he also <laughs> takes care of his voice. Oh, Very yeah. interesting. Ole Anderson's recording him saying the N-word so he can mail it to Butch Reed, because Butch Reed refuses to come to a company Ole Anderson works at. Yeah, hello, Teddy! It's Ole Anderson. <laughs> I have some questions about how you people behave. Uh, Jeez. like I, I like your impression. Ole Anderson's like a guy eating a sandwich on the phone. That is Ole Anderson. I get it's he. Oh, I gotta make a call. Someone get me some very, very, very crunchy coleslaw. 
That's, yeah. Yeah, just get me some chips. Get me some chips. I'm going to sort through them and organize them, not eat them while I call this man. Yeah. I just want to let you know, my name's Ollie Anderson, and I'm one of the people that should and would have been targeted if we had the concept of a toxic workplace when I was working. But now I'm just the kind of guy that's a cunt and doesn't understand why my family won't speak to me. I will say this. Like, obviously, we at the rest of the review support all things that are, like, good and shit. But there is a certain amount of just dreaming you do about what if an HR... Like, what was that... If they actually had an honest-to-God HR manager in a territory, would they just have a stroke on the third day? Where it's like, Ole Anderson... First of all, Ole Anderson drives through the wall of the stadium, and then he says, we'll blame it on the Latins. And then he just pees and he goes anywhere as a toilet and then dick murdoch makes that guy look like he was very professional i think that's a hundred percent yeah exactly dick murdoch by the way and uh lance storm once met and that's how dick murdoch died because lance storm uh he like he made his fingers like a beak when he saw dick, dick murdoch used a toilet by shitting next to the toilet going ha ha an impression of you lance your dog your dog and lance just went i am in fact not a dog i'm a human man and then lance made his fingers like a beak and just put them in dick's mouth until he died and then lance folded his body up in a duffel bag and took it to his colorado home and tucked him into bed and went that is what you get dick for thinking i am a dog you've clearly lost it you're not a man anymore i'm i'm lance storm yeah he, uh, Lance Storm did some uh, Japanese tours, and my favorite thing is there's an interview with, uh, there's a two-part interview, actually. It's very good with Tommy Dreamer and Landstorm. Also, if you guys have ever listened to, probably have, listened to a Landstorm podcast. He used to do one with Don Callis. I don't know if he still does, but he, all of the charisma he lacks in the ring, he really has in podcasts because he's such a good, like, sports radio show host. He just speaks about yeah, he's really good. Well, what it is is he's very passionate about wrestling. You can, this comes back to the thing is, him as a trainer, he's going to be responsible for some amazing wrestlers at some point because he's clearly passionate about wrestling and clearly passionate about like preserving a certain type of wrestling. That said, really fucking un-fucking charismatic wrestler. Like, hilariously so. I don't know, man. I think that in, e- in ECW, um, once, once Paul Heyman put together... And this is the advantage he had of being in ECW is that he was so boring is that he what how do you really highlight who Landstorm is? Okay. Well, this guy's the, literally the only guy in this company who can confidently wear a shirt cuz everyone in ECW, they were big guys. Yeah, no, you're you're saying confidently not wear a shirt. Yeah, not wear a shirt. Like he can actually be Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But the, the he was given Paul Heyman came up with the greatest gimmick for him ever. Do you remember what, what yeah. his gimmick was? He fucks Don Marie. He's got a big his dick is so big that Don Marie, who is a sex loving trollop, would rather be with him because he's got such a tasty big penis. <laughs> I he's got a huge that, I like well welcome to ECW. That's the most ECW idea ever, and I love it so much. Also, that is how they turned him babyface in late WCW, is they revived that character by saying, yeah, this guy might be from Canada, but this guy is packing some meat in the sheets, and then everyone was like, he is good. Yeah, yes. yeah, he is bringing meat to the fucking butcher shop, so how about you fucking start understanding why we like him? And everyone was like, I do understand that, and I love him. <laughs> 
so here's some of the people he's trained. Uh, Landstorm has trained a lot of professional wrestlers, uh, one of which was uh, Dolph Ziggler. I mean, yeah, this that took me by surprise. I actually, I was like, I'm surprised they haven't dined out on that more. But part of that is because Dolph Ziggler is in this weird place of uh, he never, like, do you know what I mean? Dol- like, Dolph Ziggler, like, oh, yeah, he's around. Dolph Ziggler should should have gone to AEW when AEW started. Like, Dolph Ziggler needs to leave the WWE. He will eventually. I mean, yeah, but like I I remember when we remember when everyone was excited about AEW and now they're kind of like, wait, what? I mean, I think that's just you, man. I think everyone still likes AEW very much. Not me. Not You're you. John Hastings is going to have a daily talk show called I Don't Like AEW. Yell at me about it. It's on Twitch every day. It's 24 hours a day, by the way. It never stops. But it's part of part of reason why I hate it is because the amount of people the amount of people that if you literally say like AEW makes some really stupid ideas. People are like, no, you don't understand, though. Brody Lee. What about Brody Lee? And I'm like, I mean, I think he died because he was embarrassed by the program he was on. How about that, you fucks? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a lot of AEW is good, but it's not the best wrestling of all time. And people just want something to be good. People want something to be good. I'm going to get this back on track now. So prepare yourself, John. Like ECW was good. Very good. Very good point. People want... People want to go home again, and you can't go to the place that you were. Like, we, I'm 35, and John is 48, and I have been years through young, though. exactly. Years young. <laughs> so, John's 56 years yeah, old. Yeah. Years uh, young. But I, I've been, th- I think if you're my age, let's say hypothetically, John's my exact age, hypothetically, is that we've been through this great time in wrestling. I've said this before, where it's like wrestling grew up with us. Yeah, yeah. And then got to the white trash place, and that's when it was like, when you're 12, all you want to hear is swearing and see some boobies. And like ECW was there for me, where it was like, oh yeah, you want to see some wrestling? This guy's going to do a drop kick, and then his wiener's going to come Yeah, out. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you don't seem like you have access to porn, but all you can think about is sex. That is true. Well, I do like the idea of... Um, ECW, okay, Komodo Walalea is out of the company. So what's how about this? Lance Storm shows his cock <laughs> on the ECW arena. And then Lance is like, I'll do it if it's instructive. And he did, and he just made a very, he showed his dick, but it was a very dry lesson about uh, how to take care of your foreskin. Oh, I'll show everyone my penis, but it will be a lesson on how to properly loofah underneath your foreskin. And if you don't have foreskin, it will be a discussion as to why that is technically mutilation of the genitals, but there are some good factors to it. And everyone was like, wait, what? And he was like, (laughs) I guess you weren't paying attention. All right, I'll start from the beginning. And it will be a very anatomical conversation. By the way, uh, they have extended WCW Nitro for another hour. It is a four-hour program allowing me to discuss the Suez Canal. Yeah, yeah. I like, you know what my, fa- hello everyone, welcome to the fourth hour of Nitro, my name is Lance Storm, you know me as a wrestler, but I'm also a lover of waterways. For the next eight weeks, we're going to learn about all the digging that they went into, the Suez Canal. <laughs> you may know me as a man who is the master of the Canadian maple leaf, the rolling single leg crab, but you'll learn me as the lover of beetles in this 38 part series that is 95 hours long, Lance Storm. Beatles? Not the band. That's too fun. Hello, my name is Lance Storm. People always ask, what's your favorite band? And I say, I don't go in for music. Too catchy. Yeah, too much heart rate going. I don't like that. I don't like something that you would do while you're doing something else. I like one activity at a time. (laughs) Multitasking is for goddamn hippies. Yeah. 
Rod Storm will call you up and explain that to you. I know you're all thinking, how is my father still alive? Well, he hasn't had a carb since 1955, and he eats a lot of green vegetables. I once followed him into the toilet, and it was like following a variety of dead elephants into the toilet. He looked up what the uh, optimal amount to move in a day is, and once he reaches that optimal amount, he will stop moving mid-step if necessary. Yeah. My father is the only man to have refused to come because he realized it would actually dehydrate him for that 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, ma'am, I cannot ejaculate in you. That would be too fun for me, and I don't deserve it. Uh, I'm sorry, madam, but my heart rate has reached that point where I could fuck you, but um, this riff has gone too far. I'm very uncomfortable now. Why? Oh, because you were going to say something dastardly because it comes out of your 56-year-old brain. Of course, yes. I've been, div- I've, been div- I've been diagnosed with both early onset and also just straight-up normal dementia, and they're not sure which one is going to turn my brain into Swiss cheese first. It's a race! <laughs> I will have a doctor who's like, straight up, you got dementia, real talk. Get out of here. No meds. Bye-bye. Um... Oh, man, if I get dementia, you, I'm going to commit suicide in front of so many people that were slightly rude to me, but not in a way that they would remember, but just in a way that I remember. <laughs> Wait a minute, but you'll have dementia, so you won't remember them by definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that, that's what makes it that much more cold. Wait, he, he, he threw a fog of dementia, did this in front of my apartment? Yeah, he really wanted to make sure that you had to move. Unless you do memento, I'll do that. I'll get you a bunch of tattoos, and then the tattoos will just say Eddie was rude to you, and then you'll be like, "Oh yeah, commit suicide in front of Eddie." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That guy at the Trader Joe's was very, very dastardly. Good, 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 good. Dastardly. The guy at the Trader Joe's uh, tied up your wife onto a train tracks. Anyway, you're, this guy thinks Trader Joe's is stupid because you can't actually trade things for. Like, it doesn't work on the barter system, so he's never been yeah, there. Yeah, Landstrom showed up with just a bag full of doorknobs. Finally, a place to dispose of all these old doorknobs. <laughs> he goes, uh, by the way, Landstrom, since he retired from wrestling, uh, trades people, but he also goes house to house explaining what you should do with your old batteries. Here's what I like about Landstorm. He is the only wrestler I know of that didn't just straight up move to Florida because of the taxes. Nope. I'm a wrestler. Wrestling happens in Calgary. I'll stay in Calgary. Thank you. Well, it's much life is better there, and he. The other thing is, he paid. Obviously, I don't even need to look this up. Paid his taxes on time his whole life, so he doesn't owe anything. Yeah, of course. So he gets to live in a place where people smile, and not in a place where they go. Uh, uh I killed. Not only did I kill the gator, I fucked. Yeah, he, I, the the question you'll have to answer is which came first, me or the gator? The answer is me. I don't let the other person come. <laughs> that is too fun for them. That's right. I'm Lance Storm's cousin, and I live in Florida. Oh, sure, I sound crazy, but in the end, I'm a reasonable man. A reasonable man who likes to fuck alpha predators. <laughs> I once left a woman on the altar because I did the math, and I realized I could buy for everyone to have open bar, or I could fly to Africa and fuck a rare white tiger. Storm family. <laughs> um, Lance Storm married very young, still with that woman. Brought that woman to Smoky Mountain Wrestling with him. Bear in mind, Jim Cornette has told stories of the behavior of the Smoky Mountain wrestlers. And literally, Brian Lee took the sinister minister aside and was like, Hey, I saw you buying food near a rat. You do not fucking... They use some weird-ass term like, Don't fucking charity the rats. The rats pay us to fuck. 
they do not get they do not get anything out of this but our cum. Do not to the whole. Yeah, do not be nice. That's what I call all women, including my own mother. If my mother talks to you, you can fuck. Yeah, her. if my mother says hello to you, you punch you punch her into, and you don't stop till you see daylight. Prime time. Uh, bear in mind, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, in that same story, Sinister Minister said, James Mitchell said, uh, I remember I was, in, I knew there was going to be trouble because I was having sex and that woman had prime time tattooed on her thigh. And then Jim Cornette was like, I remember her. And I was like, oh, I hate this whole thing. Well, this is what Jim Cornette wanted. Just a bunch of crazy carnies so he can feel like he's not a nerd. And Lance Storm, Sinister Minister, people like this were just like, oh, no, we have goals. This is a stepping stone. And Jim Cornette's like, don't you want to do coke off this buck knife so everyone will think you're cool? And then Lance Storm said, who are you? And Jim Cornette said, I don't know what I guarantee you Lance Storm immediately was like, first of all, buck knives would be very, that's very, that could dull the knife. Also, you shouldn't put a knife that close to your face. (laughs) <laughs> He's just aghast, not with the actual cocaine use, but with the rules. Vi- yeah, the rules violate. Do you know how dirty the money you just used for that cocaine? <laughs> oh man, I remember when I remember when a good. I, it's very interesting. I remember when a very good friend of mine went on vacation to Mexico and discovered the joys of cocaine. And I've never. It's looking back, I was like, man, I should have been more concerned about that than I was. <laughs> Everyone starts from such a good place. The man who uh, never did cocaine but watched a lot of it, Lance Storm, went to ECW. And when he went to ECW, he uh, first starts teaming with Chris Candido in the team We Are Wrestlers and Nothing Else, the unofficial name. And a team that, while a very good tag team, is uh, embodying every single pet peeve that John Hastings has about tag teams. And I have to agree, which is they didn't dress the same. They were just kind of there. Thank you. He also was the hot prospect of the triple threat, which is another great thing that ECW did, which was, yes, the name denotes that there's only three members, but we want to get this guy in here somehow. So he's being, he's the prospect and like, maybe he'll join at some point. Um, Landstorm was your absolutely, he was the last vestige of when ECW started and they had access to Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Jericho, all of the like amazing technical great wrestlers that went on to sort of define uh, internet wrestling lore because basically what happened was those guys were not that they weren't super popular during the Attitude Era in terms of t-shirt sales but everyone who stuck with wrestling afterwards a la hello um, was like I fucking those guys were actually really good at wrestling and it's like man they were cool so Paul Heyman always had them as sort of a counterbalance where it's like well while we while we clean up the actual human shit from the uh, Axel Rotten versus a human shit match uh, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko <laughs> will just have a match for a bit. Live on the ECW arena. It's a barbed wire death match. Balls Mahoney couldn't be here, but he took a dump earlier, and Axel Rotten's going to eat it. Yeah. And then Dean Malenko versus Terry. Yeah. Sabu has been eating nothing but gas station sushi, and now he's walking around with a diaper <laughs> so full. It looks like his, his mouth, his asshole has a nose inside the ECW arena. <laughs> So, but Landstorm is very much like, if I want to say this, like, uh, there's the A era of the ECW talent, which is Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, Jericho, these guys who make up Ultimo Dragon was there, Rey Mysterio. I don't know if Dragon was there. I might have misspoke. I don't know if Ultimo Dragon, basically how Paul Heyman talks it is Conan wanted to, Conan wanted to come to ECW. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, who of course is very good friends with Ray Mysterio Jr. You wouldn't think that they were friends, but they are very close. 
Basically, for some reason, Conan... I still can't figure out what Conan's deal is. Because Conan, like, Conan is involved so high level with so many different Mexican wrestling companies. And yet, when you see Conan, like, videotape, Conan videotaped, like, for a shoot interview, he looks so much like he just, like, oh, man, I just woke up in a studio apartment that is my only asset. And you're like, how does that... He has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of uh, health problems. Like, he thought he was going to be... Uh, confined to a wheelchair for a very long time so you're actually super insensitive no i'm not i'm not i'm not insensitive and he definitely is that true that he thought he was going to be confined to a wheelchair yeah there's a large time a spot of time in tna where he's managing lax where he's like in a wheelchair great he's amazing promo he's he's um it's a weird thing where it's like you envision he's a lot like i guess maybe maybe you want to say they say he's like the hulk hogan of japan i don't believe that but it's like he's like conan is from mexico you absolute motherfucker if you fuck up like that again i'm never gonna stop booing you so and he's more like a Noki, I guess, a guy who could like work well, but like really super charismatic. But he's just surrounded by all these crazy good workers. So everyone's like, "Oh, you're a Mexican wrestler, you must be amazing." And he's like, "No, I am not." But check out how low these pants are, and check out how sick this tequila sunrise is, bitch. Yeah, yeah, I am not that, but I can be in a stable. Oh yeah, and Lance Storm also a great member of a stable because he's exactly like. He's exactly like Arn Anderson in a lot of ways, where Arn Anderson obviously a better promo, but he's he just exudes this seriousness. And in a promotion like ECW, what I was saying is there's the A-level talent that went through the first time, and the 95, 96, let's say, they all leave. And then you get 97, 98, um, where you get the guys like Lance Storm, who are just not known as well as, you know, Guerrero, Malenko, and all and all this, but like super super crisp and super good wrestler and you get him doing the um, no famous no bumps matches with uh jerry lynn where they literally didn't take a bump the entire match on an ecw card which is insane but also like very forward thinking and what this is what like everyone asked what ecw would have been if it would have stayed alive and it just really clearly would have become ring of honor because matches like they did a fish out of water spot for like 10 minutes, him and Jerry Lynn, and it gets a standing O. But look who founded ECW or no, Ring of Honor as well. Like, that's the thing where people are like, no, it's like, no, but look who found, like, look who was in charge of it. Yeah, it was raw. It was, uh, yeah. Gabe Sapolsky was the guy. It was literally the guy that Paul Heyman was like, actually, could you go get me some chicken from a guy? I don't know how to do, I don't know what Paul Heyman I do means. like that, uh, <laughs> Paul Heyman, like, Gabe Sapolsky. I'm Paul Heyman, and you'd think I eat badly, but mostly I just eat my own boogers and cry. <laughs> Gabe, could you get me one of my own pubes in the ECW arena? Sorry, force ahead. I'm going to tell people you're my protege, but weirdly, I'm just going to be a guy who owns an advertising company that doesn't seem to do anything. <laughs> he is... Paul Heyman, there's going to be so many fun pyramid scheme stories that come out about him later <clears throat> i mean here's something that i'm i'm still shocked by that you don't hear is ecw toxic and like the fact that ecw hasn't been like and then sabu just showed me his penis and it, it had so many scars like how is that not like how has someone not just been like like new jack stabbed some like the idea that wrestling still hasn't had like the real controversies revealed is crazy <laughs> to me yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll take a break and talk more about Landstorm and ECW. But the only thing I can think of is that there's guys like Lance Storm, guys like 
mm, not Chris Candido <laughs> because of what happened. Because Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch really do exemplify both parts of ECW, whereas the guy who keeps his nose to the grindstone and is like, I'm a professional wrestler and I'm just wrestling in this company. And then there's people like New Jack who are completely insane. And I do wholeheartedly believe those were two separate parts of the locker room. I don't think they were. I think that they were the exact... I think it was literally like someone's like, all right, then we'll go into uh, a spot a la Antonio Inoki, and next to them, um, New Jack is like, uh, is there any way that you could just get cocaine in a cream and I could rub it on my skin? <laughs> I don't know. I think that if anyone would have taken what he would honestly see as the high road and speak out about that stuff, it would be Lance Storm. Because Lance Storm also was like good friends with Don Marie, like good friends with his valet and any other person around that time, you'd hear them say that and you'd hear people be like, yeah, they're having sex. But then like literally it was like, no, they were just friends. <laughs> like they were very good friends. And uh, Lance is a very faithful man. Here's what I want to say about Lance Storm and ECW before we take a break. Is that his match with Rob Van Dam is I think the best match at that their first pay-per-view i said it oh yeah. yeah where lance storm hits him so softly with a chair but like overall as a match very good very fun and enjoyable yeah because you need a guy like rob van dam who and this is a thing where paul Heyman was very very good where he got guys like lance storm and jerry lynn who basically were brought in yeah they were great wrestlers yeah of course they wrestled in other feuds but these guys are just perfect opponents for rob van dam where it's like these guys are super crisp they can wrestle a high-flying style, but also somehow it's so well done and competent that you're bored by it. And then you have this other guy who's doing all this crazy, flashy shit, but it is just not as crisp or good. He's actually just murdering you in the face, but he doesn't care because he's wasted off weed that he tells people, and I'm sure pills. He's got to be like, um, sorry, I took, <laughs> I smoked a bowl and I'm on the craziest amount of T3s. I'm asleep right now. I won't remember this later. What's That's a T3? Match, <laughs> Tylenol 3s. Oh, cool. That is cool, actually. Well, you aggressively weren't from the country. No. You just didn't watch people snort codeine at parties. And it was like, oh, that looks fun. What are you going to do? I've had three beers and now I'm going to see if I die. <laughs> like, oh, cool, man. No, man, I'm from the city where uh, I keep reconnecting with people over social media from my childhood or from Twitch. And let me tell you, getting some real insight. I'm getting some real behind the music moments with some people. And I'm like, man, I wish I, w I was ignorant of what hell your life was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing about quarantine where you call some people and then you realize you shouldn't have called them. And on that note, we're going to take a break and then we'll be back talking about Landstorm in ECW, the Impact players, and Landstorm in WCW, which we talked to about off the top, but also more stuff. And also, thank you. Here's an ad. Bye-bye. Dylan Gott, what's happening with you? Wow. I'm Dylan Gott. I'm a father now. He's broken and divorced. We both need money. Yeah, we for doctors and for prostitutes. Dylan, uh, formula and prostitutes. Yeah, and doctors. How good I was at sex, because that's how doctors <laughs> Yeah, work. with those prostitutes. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Five bucks gets you access to exclusive episodes. More than that, better things. But five bucks is the base, motherfuckers. Yeah. If you don't like that, rate, subscribe, and review. It helps us out, too. Five stars is the only thing that helps. Less than five stars makes us seem... Like, we're bad for some reason because the world is weird now. Also, if you have some, there's a lot of people that feel we're too political for a rest. Delicious. Three.
Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the Impact players. The fucking best. I fucking love this. Is The craziest part of ECW is these were the perfect ECW heels done by the perfect guys for them to be the Impact player. Um, people, it was a really great booking on their part. They looked fucking great. Lance Storm fit perfectly in the whole role. It was great. It was fucking great. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah. It was great. It's the exact same. It's the exact thing you need for a guy who's a very good worker with a good look and can't talk. I uh, he looks like a jock shithead, <laughs> and Don Marie looks like a like what an incel would fucking hate. Just like I'm only with him because he's got a big one, yeah. and I'm a pretty girl. I don't. Both I things, have his wand. Yeah. I've taken his magic. Oh, have I read a lot about QAnon in the last week? And so I've learned a lot of terminology that are used by incels. Did you know a lot of incels call them wizards? Call themselves wizards? And um, their penises are their wands? And that when they fuck, you lose your magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I have all my magic, John. No, you don't. You've made a child. You're... you're... Yeah, I, I took my virginity back. You can do no, that. No, you can't. No! Yeah, I did. No! Yeah, you just drink a bunch of rubbing alcohol, and you have all the. And then you cleaned your brain of all the memories of those dirty, dirty pillows Wrong. you've seen. You're wrong. You're a liar. You're telling a lie. So Landstorm, who was the original incel, and Just Incredible, who just they just look like two. It's wrestling done great. They look all three of them just look like shithead bullies. Mwah. No character needed. That no, was great. Just Fuck, these guys are nah, assholes. Nah, nah, nah. Get out it there, baby. It was good. It was so good. It was so fucking good. It made me hard. And Lance, yeah. And the crazy thing about Landstorm leaving ECW is that because he negotiated their contract with WCW and they were losing so many people because he left ECW after Mike Awesome. So the negotiations apparently weren't allowed to be leaked. So no one knew he was leaving ECW, even Don Marie, who's his manager. So if you can imagine that, where it's like, obviously they're going to find yeah, something a, else well, to do with Don Well, there's another factor. Hang on. There's, an, there's two factors to it. The other thing was is that he had a legitimate call clause in his contract because Lance Storm is a... Is also, by the way, bear in mind that this was the the Mike Awesome discovery was that a bunch of things weren't, is that it was all verbal contracts. So it was one um, one person against the other. Lance Storm made them documented. He had like, he made, he's like, call and leave that as a voicemail message on my, there was something that Lance Storm could prove. This is our agreement. And the agreement was that you he had a three strikes, you're out clause to payment. So what happened was is Paul Heyman bounced to check three times. And so then... Uh, he got to literally be like, and I now am a free agent. I can go. Yeah, but he never, no one knew. Apparently he didn't tell any ECW talent at all. And they were like, is this your last night? Because everyone knew he was leaving, but he could, he was like, I can't say anything. And then after the match, he had to be like, yes, I'm gone now, which is crazy. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's so. I couldn't do a build to like this big feud to have him leave or anything. It was just like, you're gone now. Goodbye. And this if you look at it, it is. kind of derailed the entire fucking um, uh, Impact Players build and also the last sort of big feud of ECW because then it was like, then just incredible kind of lost to Mike Awesome to then Rhino was had all the belts and was giving promos about eating people's faces and then shitting their face. You know, Mike Awesome never. My, this was the thing. It was like just incredible. It was like a very so funny that his name is Just Incredible. By I the love way. it. I loved. He has. He was so fucking good in this role. I'm so. It was such a small, very rare niche part of wrestling, but it was. He was so good. 
I'm I I'm I'll fucking say I I enjoyed him. <laughs> he's going on a limb. I just mean like he's ECW Triple H. They gave him every single opportunity to be successful and they give him the cane. They have him beat all these legends, but in the end just incredible if buoyed by a tag team like the Impact players, then they totally could have done way more things. But like you said, they have to rush it and be like, okay, his last night in ECW, it's like, just incredible beats Lance Storm. Bye-bye. Yeah. It's not like, okay, I'm the A side of the Impact players, and they go back and forth and argue, and then there is a you know, a great match that ends it all. There was a great match because they were great wrestlers, but it's just like they have to rush everything, and then this re- – and then – his, him leaving really, you're right, really does speed up. Like, oh, ECW is going down, down. Now their workers are like Scotty Riggs. Yeah. And remember, they had to try and get everyone like, Rob Van Dam's going to beat up Scotty Riggs. And everyone's like, oh, how is he going to do that? That match was quality. That was a quality match. That was great because it was it was one of the best. We talked about it in our like, second episode about Rob Van Dam, but it's one of the most ingenious builds for a match ever because it wasn't, is Rob We've Van Dam going to win? We've done too many episodes. I don't remember doing a Rob Van Dam episode. You can't convince me that we did do that. Just check it in the Wrestler Review SoundCloud. We have a Rob Van Dam episode. I say it here. I'll say it again. Because it wasn't, will Rob Van Dam move? Rob Van Dam just said, I'm going to do the Van Terminator to you. And everyone was like, what the fuck does that mean? And uh, that was the end of the match. It was like, he frog splashes him. He does the Van Terminator. And the, and the silence when he does that Van Terminator is everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? That was the coolest thing. Everyone applauds. Everyone gets drunk. ECW pulls one last move out of the hat yeah also i forgot about this but they also didn't have just don marie it was also jason the world's sexiest man which was also oh, what a wonderful i mean character. i'm so happy we got to revisit jason if you guys don't know who jason is just a shithead and a tight shirt he was in a, was in a tight shirt and anytime he came out joey styles claimed that don't touch jason or you'll get aids <laughs> <laughs> jason was great too because he just reminded me of like a guy who shows up to a high school party even though he's 30. Yeah, that's exactly... They, I mean, ECW was so good, especially if you were in uh, Ontario, Canada, because ECW, because it was East Coast, is that it had the vibe of douchebag down perfectly. And so, let you like, yeah, Jason is the guy that's literally hanging out in front of your high school being like, yo, how's the, how's the crap of those girls in grade 11? And you're like, aren't you in your 30s? And he's like, I still like to know. The older they get, the more I molest them. So when he left for WCW, um, Lance Storm actually, because he was paid too much, got Kevin Nash a raise. I mean, yeah, this is so crazy because, and do you know how this worked? And I think this is the best thing about, this is one of the craziest, this shows how good the economy was in the 90s. Is it really? It was really good, John. It was fucking awesome. Like if I knew how fucking sick it was to be 14. Oh, man. <laughs> It was so rad. We should have just bought houses at 15. They'd be like, you're good for it. Look at your skin. Get in there, buddy. I know people that in England got offered 110% mortgages. I still, for the life of me, can't figure out what that is. Oh, man. If we had moved to England five years previous, we would own houses. No. Not we. Ten? Nice. Uh, Yeah, ten years. Ten years. I mean, if we had been smart, we would have bought houses in Toronto in 2009. Like, looking back, those were very reasonably priced houses. Yeah, but I want to buy a fucking... I didn't want to buy houses back then. I wanted to buy a double jack on the rocks, bitch. You fucking got me. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll buy this house as soon as... But does it come with condoms? <laughs> Ooh, woo, woo, woo. 
wait, can you buy some condoms and throw them out? That's my rules. WCW, Lance Storm starts. Vince Russo calls him the most boring wrestler he's ever seen. A new talent agent is starting with WCW who makes a bet, says, I'm so good at my fucking job, I can get this guy over even though he has no charisma. Who was that agent? Johnny Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis. Literally everything anyone says about John Laurinaitis, all of the, this guy's Vince's cabana boy, this whole thing is truly stemmed from the fact that Lance Storm is such a good professional wrestler that he got a character where the character was, I have no personality over this. Everyone was like, wow, if he can do it with this fucking loser, this guy must be a great road agent. Bada bing, bada boom. John Laurinaitis goes ahead in the worst decision of all time, where it should have been, oh, Landstorm's actually a good wrestler, and maybe he'd also make a good road agent. Instead, they're like, hey, that guy eating crayons in bread who genuinely thinks it's a sandwich should probably be the head of talent relations. Yeah. I mean, who is the head of talent relations at the Fed as we speak, like right now? Um, Airbud. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like, there's no rules is that a dog can't be head of talent relations. They're going to make a movie about it. Oh my God, I'd watch that. Imagine how cute that dog would be in that movie. It would be so cute. Except that wrestlers would be like, I killed the dog because it wouldn't give me a jab. <laughs> I gave it a bunch of chocolate bars. It's dead now. What's up? It's me, D- Dean Ambrose. I'm back. I fucked the dog. <laughs> back when Dean Ambrose was PG crazy guy how about this I had dinner with a dog isn't that the craziest thing you ever heard oh my god that, I love the I love describing someone as PG crazy guy well that's what uh, oh John Lordonis is back as the head of talent relations as of March 10th no I mean that Lance Storm character is some of the best um it's some of the best booking I've ever seen in my entire life. I, it's all I want to talk about. All I want to talk about is his WCW run as part of Team Canada. It was so fucking good. They booked him so well and strong. His matches, like the way he even cheated was so good. For a good. second they did. Until he got over too much. It was for six weeks. This whole thing lasted for six weeks. And then the great discovery. It's the most wrestler review angle I've ever seen. Um, yeah, he's doing really well until they're like, well, this is too successful. Well, how do we rehab his character? We tell people he's got a big dong. How is it that you never stop being good at this? (laughs) Well, this is the whole thing is they give Landstorm as his character. It's going great. He wins three titles in the same week. He has a very competitive, good match with Booker T for the WCW title. And then he gets too popular. And what happens? Goldberg beats him, beats the fucking shit out of him. And then the next week, a boot and a jackknife by Kevin Nash, who's wearing a bunch of fubu, even though he's 48 years old. Bada bing, bada boom. Enjoy the mid card. This company sucks. But also, as Lance Storm, by his own words, said, the entire work schedule was two days a week. Uh, I don't care. You can have the referee beat me. Yeah, because again, God bless Lance Storm. I live in Calgary. Yeah, a man I, who's into wrestling because he doesn't want to have another job. I, yeah, I'm, I am I live in Calgary because I can keep my costs effective. Mm, I like to ride a horse to work occasionally. Yeah. Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like a kind of, I like a winter that you really got to write home about. Home is, of course, still within Canada. <laughs> I mail letters to myself. Oh, he definitely would. I just, I like, I like putting a stamp on a, on a letter. My name is Lance. Lance, Lance, Lance. Speaking more about Team Canada, the uh, they had Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This right? was this was again. This is how you fucking book a fucking. Do you know how like people were literally like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, that's right. They got hall. They got fucking 
uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan to turn his back on America, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and they tried to rehab Mike Awesome by putting him in Team Canada. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was the big feud with MIA. It was, again, one of the things that WCW did really well, which I always enjoyed, which was faction versus faction feuds. Yeah. Basically, WCW, the NWA, AEW is trying to carry on the legacy where it's like, the factions don't have to just be main event factions. It's also this guy manages a bunch of people. You're going to see this manager 10 times. YOLO. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. And they, yeah. Which makes sense logically because it's like if there's one faction, there'd be 30 because there's no way. Obviously, if you think of wrestling as if it's real, your mind will explode. But. Obviously, if there's going to be one faction, it's not like every other wrestler wouldn't be like, hey, we should also team up because these four guys are just beating up everybody. Um, and this is shows how far... It, so they were literally like having this big feud with Misfits in action, all this sort of stuff, and by st- Super Brawl Revenge... Um, Ooh. The, uh, no, by, pardon me. By the time they got to Greed, uh, they were it was Conan and Hugh Morris, and then... Finally, their last match in WCW, Landstrom had a was with uh, members of the Natural Born Thrillers, Sh- Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo, um, and Landstorm and Mike Awesome were challenging for the WCW World Heavyweight Tag Team Titles, and they were not successful. Yes, and they come into WWF with everyone being like, "Hey, you know the Team Canada," and everyone's like, "What? WCW is Goldberg," and then they flop. Everyone says Landstorm's super boring. Apparently he got... Now, this does sound frustrating. Some of the notes were like, hey, be more boring in your promos. And then in agent meetings, Jericho would be like, hey, they're ripping you up for being too boring. And then Landstorm would literally do a promo and they'd get the note, hey, that was too engaging. You need to be more boring. Yeah, it's again, it's the... Here's the problem also with Landstorm would have been a Vince McMahon, a Jim Ross dream. Jim Ross is like, oh, he's, he's a WCW guy. I can't sell him to Vince. Fucking cut him loose. Is it was what I feel like happened? Well, it's also like every all these WCW guys. You feel bad for them because they come in like finally I'm going to be in a company where everything makes sense. Yeah, and they were like, no, 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 no. It's a no, meritocracy. No, it doesn't. Oh no, it's a guy who's drinking champagne, yelling, "I killed all my enemies," and doesn't care what. Yeah, happens. well, yeah. Welcome to the gloating phase. Pardon me. Who j- pretty much? It pretty much was. Who won this thing. competition? Well, it's the worst winner ever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A guy who's like, how about this? How about Lance Storm loses a suck my dick match to me? Yeah. All right. How about this? I show up at their house and I just take the women. Um. Do we videotape <laughs> this? No. <laughs> he just knows. Oh, it's on. It's a. It's a lights out match, and here's what the match is. I shit in his bed, and then he goes to bed. Ha, 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 ha. But it's not on TV, and it's uh, I already did it. That sounds awful. Landstorm, after floundering in the Alliance, of course, uh, he goes in to be in the Un-Americans with Test and Christian, because they're like, you know what? This is just a bunch of people we don't care about. And it's also like... This is how far he falls, is that he goes from being like a very fun, good... like part of the wrestling world to he's basically in a he's basically put into a stable that's entire purpose is to just be there for when Kane needs to re-debut it really is and also like obviously they're called the un-americans even though all three of these people are canadian they could have just called them like the canadian team canada version 2.0 yeah and this is the weird thing about landstorm which we talk about in the post show is that 
obviously it stinks that he didn't get his push, but he comes into the WWF, A, as a WCW guy, and B, on the most stacked roster of talent that has ever been in professional wrestling. And if you can't do not even just a character, a variety of characters, of course you're going to flounder. Like, he's teamed with Christian, who quite honestly is Lance Storm, but with great promos. Like, they're both as good wrestlers as one another. Christian can also do amazing promos. So, of course, he's not going to get pushed. Yeah, it's a weird one. I see exactly what you're saying, but Landstorm does have X factors. It sort of feels like Landstorm got to the WWF and was just like, fuck this. Like, it doesn't, like, it's, it feels more on, per- like, it feels like he purposely was just like, I don't want to try. I mean, I think he kind of sees the glass ceiling where it's like, he's not ever going to be. Not the glass ceiling, but... I know what you mean. Like, it's a weird time. The invasion time is weird. And he sort of stands out in that... He had that weird thing of, I'm surprised they didn't... He didn't do more because he had name brand recognition within the fans. And they really still ignored it. Well, he's not like an ECW guy that you think of. Like, he's an ECW guy. He's an ECW guy I would think of. I would absolutely think of him. How about this, Dylan? How about this, Dylan? You fucking loser. I think of him all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just mean, when you think of ECW, even though he was there for three years, and for honestly, for me, what I think of when I think of ECW are those prime years like 97 to 99. He's there for those years. He's not thought of even as much as like just incredible who was there probably less amount of time. Well, just incredible is thought of more because he had one of the worst names for history ever. Mm-hmm. And also the classic look of uh, this is a cutoff shirt, badass. These are jean shorts, badass. Tuck it into the jean shorts. Why? I mean, that's my look. That's almost as good. And I mean, almost as good as the fact that for a full year he was just wearing belly shirts of ECW pay per views. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's also a look that ECW was the only company where you weren't just a double stamp erase it jobber if you wore a t-shirt of the company yeah also double thing that you need to remember also is he had the best suck it of all time oh the slow the slow suck it and by the way he was hitting because it made it seem like he had a real big donger because he was hitting by the knee (laughs) i'm sure he highlighted that truly the unmentioned member of the clique Justin Krebner? He's truly the Pete. He's the Pete best of the clique. You can't really. No, but it wasn't he. He was one of the victims of the clique. I always thought of. I always think of Aldo Montoya as being one of the victims of the clique. No, no, he was one of the. He was in the clique. No, they didn't want the Portuguese man of war. No, Dylan. No, he was there. It was just like he was like. So I imagine Kevin Nash was like, "How about you do this with uh, Pete?" And then he was like, "Even you don't have this much sway." And he's like, "I agree." <laughs> he just. He loses still. So the un-Americans refuse to burn the American flag, which kills their entire push because they wanted the WWE did. They wanted them to burn the American flag in Madison Square Garden like a year after 9-11. All three of them said no. And uh, for the next three years, Landstorm is essentially a uh, lower-end jobber on WWE television. And he's a smart guy, Landstorm is, because even towards the end of ECW, he's starting to become a booker for ECW, a great, great wrestler, and a very smart man. Now, of course, runs the Storm Wrestling Academy, trained Dolph Ziggler, and a bevy of other wrestlers, such as T-Bar. Don't you love T-Bar? I mean, T-Bar's great. He one time had a match with Mike Bennett, who... uh... Yeah, he does some... 
he does uh, our Ring of Honor does these great things. Obviously, same thing as they did when the wrestler came out. They had like a Jerry Lynn feud, and they're like, "Hey, look at this guy who can only wrestle. He's gonna wrestle one of our guys." Yeah, that's great. Cool. He also, yeah, he was he then Don Callis brought him into Impact briefly. Um, he's back. He was back at the WWF as a pro, um, as a producer for a while, and then was furloughed from the company during the COVID cutbacks, also known as the "Why are you cutting back? You're actually going to make way more money at this than uh, anyone even fucking realized." And they were like, "You'll see." And is still friends with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has always clearly made room for him places. I'm sure he's going to pop up in AEW at some point as a trainer of some description. Yeah, this he could also already be a road agent in AEW. Like, there's no reason he couldn't be. He's he's very hyper hyper confident and trustworthy. He's uh, a great wrestler. He was a great wrestler. I'm sure if he wrestled now, he'd be good. And a really cute story is since they had their first match against each other, Lance Storm and Chris Jericho have a pact that their last match will be against each other too. Isn't that cool? Aww. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Jericho is going, he's going to win that match, and then he's going to yell, and that means COVID never happened, because that's the new conspiracy he believes is the COVID never happened. 100%. I guarantee he 100%. My grandma is. actually died of COVID. No, she didn't. She's not dead. Give me 10 minutes. I'll do a seance. Yeah, yeah. She She's only dead because someone didn't fuck her right. I'm Chris Jericho. <laughs> Fuzzy. I still want to know, and I know this has nothing to do with Lance Storm, but I think about it all the time, how the fuck Chris Jericho ended up on Steve Austin's podcast. I just love that they did that. I love it so much. I love that they were able to pull it off, and clearly it was just like, well, he's in Florida, and he's already here. Uh, oh, this guy will go anywhere without a mask, so he's on our podcast. John, what's the best thing about Lance Storm? I'm going to say he's the best. I think he is the best wrestler. He was the best wrestler at the time when he was in ECW for the first time, WCW for the first time, and the WWE for the first time. He was the best wrestler on those rosters in all three of those places. Really, he he was the best wrestler in the WWE at that time. Yes, who was better? Who was a better? Not a promo, not with charisma, but an actual just just being a wrestler in that point in the in that weird invasion attitude era time. He was the best wrestler. Oh, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle. I don't know. It's Honestly, once you get to that... It's really level, close. It's, like it's fucking him. It's really close, yeah. He's very good. He was a very good wrestler. And uh, I think my favorite thing is... he is. A, you know, I think I think... I won't even go best and worst. I'll say the greatest tragedy of Lance Storm's career is that uh, he found his voice. That's right. I'm using art language. He found his voice in WCW and uh, just as he found his voice, uh, that company went out of business because he had like his finishing move is like a spinning uh, spinning heel kick off the top in ECW. He finds the rolling single leg crab, which he takes from a wear down hold to like a serious finishing move. It's great and he finds that I'm really boring but I'm a I'm a serious no fun asshole character. It's, it's great. It's the best character of W of it's the best thing WCW did after the NWO. Do you understand it goes NWO and then that. It's one of the few good things they did say. I will uh, they did do. I will say that. I think if he wrestled 3 count then it would be Oh my god. If Team Canada versus 3 count feud, well, the rest of the review literally would just be do well, that would have been it would have been the year of that feud, not the year of McMahon. Also, Dylan, I don't feel <laughs> yeah, that we revisit this nearly enough. How great do you feel that we're not doing talking about Vince McMahon anymore? I'm literally, we we're talking about doing some episodes, the re- redux of some episodes, and I'm shell-shocked from doing multi-part episodes. So even if we did like 
Triple H. It would be like one one hour episode on Triple H. We're done here. Yeah, we're all, we'll only do. Tri- let's do, well, then we can only do Triple. Let's just do Triple H only as the as the Greenwich Blue Blood. <laughs> uh yeah i think if we're doing multi-part episodes from now on we're gonna break them up because i just can't do it anymore i don't want to and i won't um john anything else to say about landstorm or we're gonna i'll do my plug spiel and then we'll get the fucking shit out of here cock, worst cock. thing i happened to my worst thing about landstorm which is um he was a bit boring and no one professionally could see past it yeah i probably probably if the WWF liked managers and stables as much as Southern Wrestling does, then he would have been a lot better off because he definitely, definitely was uh, a guy who needed a manager, even if it was just Don Marie. And I think people in ECW really undersell how good Don Marie was and how much she just added to a guy like Landstorm. Landstorm is slowly walking in the ring. If you take Don Marie out of that equation, it's just a man slowly walking somewhere with Don Marie jumping around and uh, being annoying, which is so funny because Don Marie really wasn't a heel. She was just a girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a great point. What an exceptional point you just made. Yeah. What makes Don Marie a heel? She pees sitting down. Um, well, she's pretty, and that means she won't like me. Have yeah. you ever asked her if she likes you? No, I would never do that because she's a bitch. I don't like yeah, her. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a wizard. <laughs> I'm not consumed by that. <laughs> she won't take my magic. She's trying to take my magic. John, here's the thing. You're going to go fuck yourself. Thanks so much for oh, listening, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks so much for listening. You can get us on Instagram at Wrestler Review, Twitter at Wrestler Review, Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy every goddamn day. What is it? 2 p.m. Pacific? Goddamn right, bitch. 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm at Dylan God on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see pictures of my child or just my goofy thoughts on life. Fuck shit, fuck. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Guess what? Dylan turned off his recorder, but I'm now in charge. The rest of the review is now called The John Review, and we're reviewing my day. Best part of my day? Waking up. Worst part? Speaking to Dylan. See you next week. Suck my butt.